Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting across America. Turn it up, This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Hey, welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. All right, Tim McGraw coming in later. Ooh, I get ulcers in my mouth sometimes, like inside on the soft tissue. You guys ever get those? Yeah. Like, uh, it's like you bit your cheek or something like Kinda. that? Kind of. So anytime I go to the dentist at all, I always know that a couple of those things are going to happen inside my lip, any mouth trauma at all. But I got a big one inside my jaw. And I feel like sometimes it doesn't really hurt, but sometimes I'll be in the middle of saying something and I'll just give up on the word halfway through because it hurts. Oh. I'm like, armadillo. I, <laughs> I was going to say armadillo there, but it just hurts. So if I talk a little funny today, well, that's normal. But today, the real reason is this. I have a huge ulcer on the side of my mouth. Okay, around the room, our producer, he makes all the videos, he moves all the cameras during the studio. Here he is. Producer Eddie, everybody. Guys, I'm worried that parents think that I have a, a problem, a partying problem. A partying? You know, like a, like a, a substance abuse problem. Because I've been doing sinus rinse, because I've had sinuses, and it's that thing where you squirt the bottle up one nostril and all the water comes out of the other Nitty nostril. Pot. It's like well, a neti pot. Yeah, but I know the bottle. You squeeze it yeah. and it comes out hard. Well, you think you get all the water out. Well, I went to a, a birthday party and I had done it like two hours before. And I, when I got to the birthday party, I would lean down to talk to one of the kids and all of this stuff came out of my nose. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh. And I covered my nose and ran to the bathroom. I'm like, for sure, parents think I have a problem. That, like, first of all, that's just gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Did you not lean over for two hours? No. I it all come out? I guess it goes in all these little compartments in your nose where you don't know it, like, distorts. Do you not blow? Because I would always blow it after I was done. Dude, I blew it hard. Really? I would do neti pot, which is different. So that's a pot. It's, it looks like a teapot. And you stick that thing up your nose. Then you turn your head, and the water rolls through, and it comes out the other side. It's like, oh, you're being waterboarded a little it's bit? It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's not fun to do, but... It works sometimes. Oh, when you see what comes out, it's very comforting. I don't see what, what comes out. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, I don't have glasses on while I do it. Maybe oh, I'm dude. just missing it. You all like, the stuff that's been just... making your nose hurt. Yeah. Also, sometimes all that inflammation isn't stuff in there. It's just inflammation of like the, so it doesn't do anything. Did you learn that from the doctor? Well, I, I've learned 
from a lot of people. You are the doctor. Like, infl- I am a doctor, yeah. <laughs> okay. Inflammation in general in our bodies is yeah. a big part of a reason that a lot of the stuff goes wrong. Illness, sick, hurt, pain. It's just trying to fix that. Sometimes trying to fix it through food. That's what my wife keeps saying. And the right kinds of food. Not less food, but the right kinds of food. Yeah. All right, let's go over to Lunchbox. Here he's Lunchbox, everybody. I'm going to change your life, guys. There's this app, or I don't even know if it's considered an app on your phone, where let's say you are at your house and your internet goes out, like mine did the other night. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't do any work. My wife showed me this thing on your phone called Hotspot. So you turn on the hotspot, and it gives oh internet from your phone to your computer. And I was like, whoa! And I was able to get on the net and do my work. So if you pull out your phone, you can go and turn on a hotspot and zap it to your computer. Life changer. Zap it? I don't know what how it does it. I mean, it. I'm sure there's someone that didn't know this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. You, you need cell, though. Oh. So it's if you don't have internet, but you have cell on your data, phone. You need yeah, cell data. Yeah, yeah you, need, you need the bars to get hotspot to work. You guys know about it? Yeah. 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 We have for a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever used it. Well, now, though, now you know. And if you're yeah. somewhere where you don't have internet, but you have a good, you have all the bars. Or you're in a car. Four bars. Or, yeah, you just hit the hotspot on your phone. Or, I mean, there's not very many times I'm going to need to use internet. If true. I, but I was just like, this is crazy. Or you could say, does anyone have a hotspot if there's no cell? And maybe somebody who has good cell near you would go, I'll turn mine on. That's pretty neat. It was, it was pretty awesome. I was like, this that, is pretty cool. That's how, it's like watching a child do what I, experience what I love for the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing it again through his eyes. Wow. Man, yeah, I'm yeah. telling you guys, just go. Go somewhere without internet. And no, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're not going to chase that, but that's good that you've learned. Do you know how to do it now on your phone? Uh, I think I know how to go to settings and then something, but then I'd have to look at it again. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, nice Amy, uh, right. here she is. Amy, everybody. Well, let's just say hypothetically that I, you know, worked on something that my kids okay, had. Okay, don't beat around the bush. Okay. Well, there's a project and I did it. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm wait. Well, hypothetically. What do you mean you did it? I just want to know my grade. You know but, what I mean? But all of it, like you from start to scratch. Wait, from scratch to end, start to end, whatever you say. Like you did the whole entire thing. I just want to know. Hypothetically. I, listen, the amount of time I put into it, I should get an A. But I don't know because I had to Google some things. To see, like, is it a written thing? Did you build something? I am not saying. Okay, specifics. that's fair. Okay. Um, and it, which child and what happened? Here's my about, question, though: does, does your child usually do A work? Yeah, both of my yes. I don't think it's gonna. No, don't you think I'm smart enough to know that I need to make sure it looks like? Well, you're asking for an A though. Well, you're asking for an A. Like when my mom would do my projects, <laughs> she wasn't gonna do A work because I wasn't an A student. Oh, so yeah. if it came in elaborate, they would be like, oh. "What in the world?" I know, I know, I know. So she would do like, okay, any chance you went too okay, hard. So here, so English is the second language for my kids, and so I feel like some of their teachers give them a pass of that so i still think some of the errors i made based on that will still get them an a because there's like a curve because purposeful english mess ups this is gonna oh, be bad <laughs> okay let us know how Please. that goes i know we won't ask you a bunch hypothetically of let's let us if know. i get an a i'll let you know no if you get a c or d hilarious you have to let <laughs> us know Okay, right to me. From Mount Pine, Arkansas, he invented the saying, fight, grind, repeat, and his dog Stanley loves meat and a treat. Bobby Bones. Triple All rhyme. Right. Triple rhyme score. Triple rhyme score. I do think that I have, I'm not going to say permanently injured, but I do think I've hurt my voice. 
from doing the starting lineup at the Arkansas basketball game oh, no. a week and a half ago. I didn't even know I was really going to do it until pretty close to last minute, and I would do it again tomorrow if they asked. But I think it would be like getting out on a track and running sprints as hard as you can without ever stretching. So the game's packed. It's us in Kentucky, 20,000 people in there. The lights are... And they're like, all right. And they, and they give me a list of just the names and the order they're going to run out. And so I just went too hard with no warm-up whatsoever. I do this and after I'm like mm. it's still there yeah I've never heard you yell that hard ever <laughs> it's 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 still uh. yeah and deep yeah you're like Arkansas yeah you gotta go <laughs> you got I don't have the pipes to do that as like a real job <laughs> but I'm gonna give you energy or whatever I do and I just remember like holding my throat when I was I was like did I just hurt and then the, twice this week when Amy and I were talking before the show I was like, I think I heard my voice because I hear it. Man. So I hope I didn't permanently injure myself. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'd do it again tomorrow. But I would just get warm before I <laughs> me, 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 me. I would do all that. that. That's what I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> Arkansas Ranger. <laughs> well, you can't like this. Arkansas yeah. Ranger, man. You can't, you can't. All right, glad you guys are here. Big, big show today. Tim McGraw coming by a little bit later. Time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I have an issue regarding a new co-worker. I just hired a new restaurant hostess. When I trained, he kind of reeked a body odor. The kitchen noticed it as well. I didn't say anything because I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but maybe there was a... Uh, some exercising before. Maybe they just had time to freshen up. However, the next day, she came back and they she still smelled. By the way, I didn't expect it to be a she. Me neither. Yeah, me either. The kitchen mentioned it to our GM. I didn't say anything. I'm afraid the next time she comes back, she'll smell again and someone else will tactlessly tell her she stinks. What's the best way to pro- approach this? Signed, B.O. to go. Hmm. Well, it's much easier in a business environment whenever you're the boss or if you're above them because you, you have to do this. If it's just a friend or it's a peer, it's different. If you're working alongside someone, you're not a boss, it's different. If you're over the person, you have to tell them that is your job. Hey, look, you're, I, did, did you wash your clothes funny or something? Because something doesn't smell right. It didn't smell right for the last couple of days. So if you're using a weird detergent or something, I don't know. But like, I hate to be, this is uncomfortable for me, but you probably want to know because if you did, you probably can't tell the difference. You're wearing those clothes all the time. That's good. Blame it on the detergent. Yeah, just something, right? There's, yeah. there's always a... A side swipe to it. You that don't way be you, like, you smell. That way you avoid the head-on collision. Yeah. You, you're still saying you smell, but what's the easier way to say something that's not that easy to say? What's the easy way to say you stink without going, your freaking armpits and your butt smells bad? Oh. Yeah, yeah. double. It's a double. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> Armpits and butt. It's a pit butt, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Instead, you're like, hey, I don't know what it is, but I just want to tell you this. And that's the deal. So, yes, you absolutely have to tell them, but there are ways to gently wade in the water and, and go deeper and deeper instead of just cannonballing in the deep end. Saving someone else's feelings while them just getting the message. If they don't get the message, then you do have to go and get a burner account. No, <laughs> You always got no, no. a burner account. I do, account. I always like a burner account. <laughs> but you do have to go and just eventually say, hey, look, you don't smell good. I'm so sorry. Maybe you don't even realize it, but you, but you don't have to do that now. There are a couple steps before you have to go full on. It makes it uncomfortable and hurts their feelings because that's all you're protecting there. And they, and they are to be protected. So you're the boss. You have to do it. 
or have your general manager do it, but somebody's got to do it. And sometimes tact can get in the way of results. Sometimes you're being tactful, but it's not efficient. You guys work with me for a long time. Sometimes I have no tact. It's like, this is what we have to you do. Right we have to do it right it. now because it's just going to be easier in the long run. Because if we just go and rip that Band-Aid off and it's really uncomfortable for a minute, mm. then we just get it done. And then there's all this time we need, we're not spent wasting. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> go for it. But is there a way to spin it in a more using positive words instead of you don't smell good? Maybe more like, hey, we could no. smell better. <laughs> because they're not going to think about them. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I smelled her too. She was bad. No, no, it's you. <laughs> it's uncomfortable to be a boss. It's uncomfortable to be a leader. Mm. If it were comfortable, everybody would be doing it. And at a high level and a high rate, but it but it ain't comfortable. So go be a go be a leader and make it happen. And make her pits and her butt smell less. Yeah. The end. USA. USA. <laughs> we got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Maybe my favorite segment of the whole week. Fun fact Friday. Yay! Everybody just has to come into the room and have an extremely fun, weird. Interesting facts. Amy, you're up. A guinea pig named Randy once broke out of his zoo enclosure and impregnated nearly 100 females in 2014. He became a, the father of 400 babies from that. That a boy. Wow. Like he broke out of the big house. He went on a spree. He was like, I might be going back. So I want you, you, you. Dang. What was the name again? Randy. Uh, Randy. Randy. <laughs> Call me Randall. <laughs> wow. Lunchbox. Amy brought in a story about uh, your pee should be like 23 seconds long when you go to the bathroom. And so I want to know, huh, I wonder what the world record No, is. don't do it. Okay, they say poop. Okay, good. <laughs> go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, the world record for the longest pee, 508 seconds. That is almost eight and a half minutes what? someone pee. How long did they hold How it did they do that? Their bladder's that big? That can't be true. Hmm. A human on earth? Or like an elephant. Yeah, maybe an elephant. And was it a real bladder? <laughs> Guys, the, I, and everywhere I Google, I said, what's the longest speed? And it keeps coming up eight and a half, almost and they're eight also like, why do you keep Googling this weirdo? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, it's been in my search bar like five different times, and everything wow. I say, it's... Eight minute pee. Yeah. Um, I peed uh, a minute and 10 seconds. Mm. You did? It was like a minute eight. Yeah, a minute hey, eight. you're still like... Earlier today, way. I peed 35. Seconds? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I was proud of my minute eight. It's a new PR, personal record. <laughs> no, you, that's not good, though. That's gonna. That means you're holding it too yeah, long, you're it and you're going to have bladder issues when you get Oh, older. I was just trying to get it longer and longer. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. That's not what it's yeah. about. I totally misunderstood this, the, the mission of this. No. Yeah. He was doing like a bench press. He was trying to get it, you know, stronger. Yeah, I was trying to get stronger <laughs> at it. Huh. Well, okay, Eddie, over to you. Guys, this is pretty darn cute. Prairie dogs, the way they greet each other is by kissing. But actually, that's not true because what they, they're really doing is they're inspecting their teeth and be like, oh, I know you. Oh, so they are greeting <laughs> by what looks like kissing. Yes. But teeth inspection. Forever scientists were like, oh, they kiss each other and that's how they greet each other. But no, they're really looking at their teeth and be like, oh, you're Henry. I know you. I, I do that, but I'm like, Eddie, uh, all good today. No, no Brussels sprouts last night. <laughs> no, I'm good. All clear, buddy. Morgan. We all love space on this show. Well, space has a smell. According to several astronauts, it smells like hot metallic, and it's like a whiff of that. One astronaut described it as a summer barbecue. Oh. Hot metallic. Barbecue? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, finally, during World War II, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles both had so many players go off to war, they merged the two teams and played as the Steagles. 
Oh, that's funny. Wow, I didn't know that. That's great. They won five games, did not make the playoffs. But the Steelers and the Eagles were a team known as the Steagles. They lost half their team. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's like Ted Williams. Had he not went and fought in the war and flew planes? And yeah. He's already, you know, the last player to ever bat 400, like one of the greatest baseball players ever. Can you imagine if he hadn't had to take in the prime of his career mm-hmm. time off to go to war? How good he would be. But also, thanks for serving. Yeah, and Elvis. Yeah, but they kind of treated him nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. All right, there you go. That's Fun Fact Friday. Fun Fact Friday. Yeah! It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. Shout out to this second grader, Caroline Carlson from R.E. Baker Elementary in Bentonville, Arkansas, because... It was superhero day at school, and kids were encouraged to dress up as their favorite superhero. Guess who she dressed up as? Probably somebody that's not Iron Man. Like, her teacher. Oh, oh she's getting A for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. took a picture together, posted on Facebook. It's gone viral, and it's just really special. I'm sure that just warmed the teacher's heart, and it's really cool that she thought of that. I like it. If she meant it. I love she it. Did. If it was strategy. <laughs> Either way, that, that is an awesome oh, story. and her teacher is Jamie Day, by the way. So shout out. Because cool. you must be an amazing teacher. There you go. Miss Day, Mr. Day, whichever one it is. It's a great job. a woman. Yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That is a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's time for everyone's favorite trivia game. It's easy trivia. It's the easiest trivia game in the whole wide world. Category number one, iconic 90s country songs. You can't go home. If you missed, that's okay, but it's so easy. Number one, our champion being Eddie. Eddie, who sings Friends in Low Places? That's the goat, Garth Brooks. Morgan, who sings Neon Moon? Brooks and Dunn. Correct. Amy, who sings Achy Breaky Heart? Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Lunchbox, who sings She's in Love with the Boy? Trisha Yearwood. Good. See how easy that was. There's a little pause easy. there, though. That easy. See how easy that was. <laughs> Eddie and Amy both have three wins this that's season. Crazy. Let's go. Oh Playing God. to five. Eddie's wearing a tiara because that's what the winner does. They get to wear the championship that's tiara. Right. And if you miss a question, you've been boned. It's called getting boned. Ready. Question number one. The category is cartoon colors. Eddie, what color is Peter Pan's outfit? Peter Pan's is green. That's correct. Morgan, what color are Mickey Mouse's shorts? Oh, his shorts? I believe they're red. Correct. Wow. Wow, that is hmm. hard. Amy, what color are the Smurfs? They're blue. Mm-hmm. Lunchbox, what color is Barney the dinosaur? Purple. Thank you. Nice job. Look how easy that was. That's easy. That was not easy. Which one did you not know? I wouldn't know Mickey's shorts. Next category is geography. Mm-hmm. Eddie, what country... Is to the north of the United States. That's Canada. Boom. Morgan, what country is to the south of the United States? Mexico. Correct. Amy, what ocean is to the east of the United States? Okay. On the east coast, that is New York, and that is the Atlantic. That is correct. Lunchbox, what oceans to the west? Pacific. Boom. Did you know that, or did she eliminate the other one? No, I already knew. My shark attack happened in the Atlantic. When you were attacked by a shark yep. in your paddle boat? Yep. Yeah, I hear you. Famous structures, Eddie. What's the name of the large, famous structure in Paris? The Eiffel Tower. Good. Don't know the accent you tried there, but, but good. <laughs> Morgan, what's the name of the large, famous sculpture in New York Harbor in New York City? The Statue of Liberty. Good. 
Amy, what's the name of the famous structure known for its nearly four degree lean, which is the result of an unstable foundation? The Leaning Tower of Pisa. Good. Lunchbox, what's the name of the famous observation tower in Seattle, Washington? The Space Needle. Good. Look at us. We're all still alive. Come on. We're all still alive. Now we're going to speed it up a little bit. You guys don't have a lot of time to answer this. When I time you and hit zero, you got to give me an answer. Category is fictional animals. Hmm. What's the name of the warthog in The Lion King, Eddie? Pumbaa. Correct. What's the name of the meerkat in The Lion King, Morgan? No, I don't know. Pumbaa and Simon. So close. (laughs) So close. You've been booed. Simon. That's so close. I I tried to say that. It's Timon. Dang it. Oh, I would have said Simone. (laughs) I thought it was Simone. Wow. Oh, man. Morgan's eliminated. Jeez, that's good, good run, Morgan. <laughs> what kind of animals, Amy, mm-hmm. are Scar's henchmen in The Lion King? Hyenas. Wow, good. Quick. Lunchbox. Rakifi. Familiar? Never heard of him. What kind of animal is Rafiki? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, said it Rafiki. wrong. Rafiki. <laughs> yeah, so I said it again. The advisor to Mufasa and Simba in The Lion King. Rafiki. Mufasa. Oh, he's a monkey. That's correct. Okay. That's a buzzer. Oh, boy. Three remain. Come on. NBA Team Cities. Yes. Okay. Yes. Amy, what's... Sorry. Eddie, what city are the Mavericks in? That's Dallas. Correct. Amy, what city are the Lakers in? Los Angeles. Lakers. Correct. Thank you. The Celtics are in what city, Lunchbox? Boston. Good. Faster Pixar movies, Eddie. Oh boy. What Pixar movie? This is easy trivia. Features Sheriff Woody and Buzz Lightyear. That's Toy Story. Correct. Amy, which Pixar movie features Lightning McQueen and Mater? Cars. Correct. Lunchbox. Which Pixar movie features Mike Wazowski and Sully? Uh Monsters Inc. Correct. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Huh. The category is wheels. Huh? Wheels. 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 What's the name of the game show hosted by Pat Sajak, Eddie? Ah, Wheel of Fortune. Correct. <gasps> Amy, what's the name of the American brand of scale model car introduced by American toy maker Mattel? And Hot Ma- Wheels. Okay. Wow. Lunchbox, what's the name of Darius Rucker's number one smash in 2013? Wagon Wheel. Good. Yeah! Category is the Bible. <laughs> give me music. The Bible. Oh, no. I'm done. Oh, no. Oh, no. Amen. Oh, Did boy. you say amen? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm just trying to do something. Uh, Eddie, what's the first book in the Bible? Genesis. Correct. Amy, who were the first people God created? Adam and Eve. Correct. Uh Lunchbox, in what city was Jesus born? He was born in Bethlehem. Yeah. Yeah. What up? Hey. Catholic in the house! Good. Catholic in the house! Does anybody else go, Oh, little town, town of Bethlehem. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Or I went, Oh, little town of Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. All those. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Man, we're, running out of cat- we're about to get a sudden death. Oh, boy. Hey. Easy trivia. The category is Women of I Heart Country. Whew. Oh, no. Eddie, what superstar is currently on their Denim and Rhinestones tour? That's Carrie Underwood. Nice job. Amy, who just had their first number one, which is a duet with their husband called Thank God. Oh, Caitlin Brown. Correct. Lunchbox. Yeah. Who had their first number one in 2021 with Things a Man Ought to Know? What? 
In 2021? Who had their first Oh, that's that girl from Mississippi or Alabama. Lainey Wilson. Correct. Wow! And she's, fr- she's from Louisiana. Louisiana. I don't know. But you said that's that girl from Mississippi or Alabama. And you said it like you knew it. Yeah, it's oh, well, Louisiana. I meant those states right. down there. Sudden death. Oh, my God. What do we do? Oh, my God. If you win, you move to the next round. So it's two of you are going to get through. Okay? Okay. Oh, wow. Say your name is the buzzer. Question one. What geometric shape would best describe a Pringles can? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Cylinder. Correct. He's on to the finals. He's on to the finals. He's on to the finals. Yeah, easy with the eat it. Amy and Eddie. Eat Pringles. (laughs) That's true. You do eat it. Eat Pringles. He got you there. I can't say much. He got you. (laughs) Cylinder. Guys, uh-huh. one of you moves to the finals. What geometric shape would best describe a globe? Eddie. Eddie. Sphere. sphere. Correct. Why would you say sphere? You I said, didn't call on you. He said me. Oh, Yellow no. card that rolls yes. into the next wow. round. Wow. But she's not in the next round, are she? No, next game. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Bye, Amy. I didn't mean to do it. I know. It just happens. Does she get boned? Oh, yeah. Boner, please. You've been boned. We have one category left, so you can see the category. I'm not making it up on the final page, square roots. I can't see that. No, stop that. I swear to God, it's Stop that. Why would we put that back in here? I don't know. I don't make the questions, dude. I'm the host. I'm Pat Sajak, okay? I don't even know what that is again. Mom oh Driffin over there is making the questions. Oh, my go. Oh Let's my go, gosh. Lunchbox. Oh my, gosh. oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There are three questions. Okay. Buzz in with your name. Best of three. What's the square root of 144? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. 12. Correct. Yeah. Amy, relax. <laughs> no, I can cheer. Eddie, he's going to jump quick. You know that, right? No, I know, but I, I don't know square roots. What do you, we've done this no, four no, times. No, no, you should no, learn. Let's go. Can we change topics? No. What's the square root of? 64. Eddie. Eddie. Eight. Correct. Oh! Oh, let's go! He definitely paused. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that's what you do. Okay. Right? When you say your name, it buys you a few seconds? Well, I call time after about... Two seconds. Exactly. So you have two seconds to guess. Last one. Don't jump in too early. I'm just going to warn you. What is the square root of 100? Eddie. Eddie. I have no chance. It's nine. Incorrect. Lunchbox, ten. Correct. All Don't I do is okay. win, win, Hold win, on. no matter what. Got money on my mind. I can never get enough. Hey, and everybody you won. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You can't do that do as the host. Do what? You, you said don't. You acted like you were going to say 100. I didn't do anything. No, I you absolutely did. You go 100. Hey. I asked the question or whatever. No, I said, but what's the square root of 100? Yeah, but listen, he got us both. I thought it was going to be 100 and I was waiting on another number. Wait, there's no one that would be nine because nine is 81. Oh, it's like 180? Yeah, you would not. Okay. No. But that's what I'm saying. Like It was like I would have jumped in if I knew 100. Right. I would have beat him in. Hey, I show up his baby. Sometimes people say no, things like when I'm I watched, Hey, you won. Let it go. Yellow what? card for complaining after a win. Dang, dang. That rolls into the next round. This is crazy. Hey, Two hey, yellow I can't cards. Hear you. I won. <laughs> Good job. Two man. yellow cards in one game. Yeah, Guys, you all end. better settle you down. Better settle down. That's right. Jeez Lunchbox, Louise. nice win. Put a win on. Put you can put it on the board. <laughs> Point. Yeah. All right. My cousin told me three years ago, get involved in your finances. It'll be empowering. I said, nope. That's my husband's strength, not mine. Well, then my divorce happened, and I had no choice. I remember it was about a year ago exactly that I was on stage at my live podcast in Nashville raving about Rocket Money. It wasn't an endorsement. I was just a new fan, grateful for the help in managing my bills, budgets, and all things money with ease because my cousin was right. It was empowering. 
Something else Rocket Money does, they help you manage your subscriptions. Yep, it's a personal finance app that will find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions. It also monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. And it's pretty cool that Rocket Money has over 5 million users. That's a lot. I'm one of them. So you know you're in good hands if all these people are trusting their finances with Rocket Money. They have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Like cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash bones. That's rocketmoney.com slash bones. Check them out. Rocketmoney.com slash bones. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Matthew from Denver, Colorado, left this voicemail. Bobby Bones, you are on to something with this New Hampshire thing. I don't want to jump on the whole conspiracy theory train, but I have my undergrad from Southern New Hampshire University, and I got it taking night classes when I was in the military. I have never been to New Hampshire. So, does New Hampshire really exist? Exactly. So my questions are, question one, does New Hampshire exist? Question two, if it does exist... How do they get to be so awesome? Because they never cause problems. Yeah. It's the least problematic state ever. So either it doesn't exist or it's the greatest. It's a utopia. So I'll keep on with it. Here's Amy's pile of stories. 
This older guy was uh, passing out candy to kids. Wait, what? Oh, this is <laughs> and trouble. So, some people were like, "Well, this is this is weird. We're going to call the police." Well, the police went to talk to him, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I I heard about this day. It's called Random Acts of Kindness Day. I know it's not today, but I, I, I'm inspired by it. So I just thought I I would give out chocolate because he went up to this one boy in particular and was like, "Here's this box of chocolates," and the boy was like, nah, "I'm good. I don't want it." Yeah, I've like, heard from every single person ever. Never take candy from a stranger, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, yes. then, and then he said, oh, well, if you don't want to go, maybe your mom will. Take it home to your mom. And then people are like, this is, what's going on? But really, they didn't end up arresting him because he was truly trying to be kind. Okay, good. Woof. <laughs> yeah, but for whatever reason, I thought of, uh, like, Lunchbox maybe trying to do this. No, no, no. I'm not going to go up to kids and hand out chocolate. You did a bit where you tried to ride a school bus with kids. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Like, I agree. I agree you shouldn't do the but bit. But it's kind. It is kind. And you know what? Good for this old guy. Because he was trying to do something kind. Probably isn't on Twitter or TikTok and doesn't see what the... Trends are. Yeah, and what... I was worried. I feel good about it. Just somebody put their arm around and be like, hey, old timer, here's the deal. You can't give kids candy you don't know because there's kind of a bad reputation with people giving kids candy they don't know. Yeah, yeah no, the police said... he also said- drive a white van with no windows? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he would drive his white window his van up to the school. <laughs> the police said, quote, he was genuine and pure. So. That's good. I like it. All good. And let this be encouragement to you today to go do something kind. Not that, as though. As well. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Scientists are claiming that they have this new hormone injection that could help sober you up twice as fast. They've tested out in mice so far. I guess I'm they, in then. They, I don't even drink. I don't even get drunk. Do you see feel bad for the little If they test mice, it on mice, I'm ready. So they, did the mice get drunk? Yeah, they yeah, got they, drunk. Okay. Yeah, they, test in, group of party in mice. They <laughs> inject the mice with ethanol. Or what? That's alcohol, right? Some, whatever that is. Okay. And then they were gave them the FGF twenty one, which is a growth factor thing, and voila, they could function like fifty percent faster. Than well, you got to <laughs> elevate from mice, so you can't just go mice human. <laughs> I'm not a big mice to human guy. But you what do go- they do? I, I, I feel do like they do. That's what they do. No, no, I know. I'm just a big believer in doing it in the middle. Like find a middle. Yeah, ground. what's in between? Like a well, monkey? A monkey's too close to okay. us. So that's that. We don't need to go that far up, but I don't know, like uh, a porcupine. It's a little bigger. <laughs> it's got four. It's just you can't go mice to human. Okay, that's just not close enough. But this could be awesome for people. Mm-hmm. If that you know you go out and then you're like, shoot, yeah. I gotta go to work. Yeah. Even, yeah. <laughs> okay. What else? Okay. I no, don't, not that, Amy. Don't say that. No, you don't go out, get the shot, away. then go to work. Not straight away. Oh, okay. Of course. I not. mean, you have four hours, and then sure. it gives you like eight, basically. Love it. Okay, Luke Combs probably has a ton of money, right? Not probably, he does. <laughs> probably? What do you mean? No, he does. So, I, saw, I saw a watch he's wearing last time we talked to him. Oh, yeah? Got like watches. And I was like, guy, just look at him. Killing it. Wow. Yeah, it was a watch that looks so cheap. And it is so expensive, like purposefully. Not cheap. It looks so simple, I should say. But it was a really expensive watch. I was very jealous. Yeah. Well, all that is why I was shocked to see that they don't have any help at home with their baby texts. He, him and his wife, Nicole, they do it all. They do everything. Hey, which he, he, he praised her for most of it because he's on the road a lot and in and out. But she she's doing it. He's doing it. And I was like, wow, look at him. Because they could hire all the people if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I love to hear that. That's a great. Well. But no shame if you do hire. I was about to say, I, mean, I, yes. I like one for me. <laughs> yeah. I like a 1980 for me. We don't have kids. <laughs> But uh, no shame there. Yeah, that it? Yeah. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good.
Six-year-old Lucy Tresh loves going to Chuck E. Cheese and playing the games, don't we all? But here's the thing. She's really good at those games. Woo, ski ball. Woo, boop, 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 boop. And she amassed 27,000 tickets to get a bunch of toys. So she cashes them all in, and she goes, Mom, I don't want to keep these toys. There's kids at the cancer hospital. I need to donate all the toys Dang. to them. That's a kid. A kid doing that. Maybe. Six-year-old. I keep the toys now. <laughs> if we went today. Yeah. yeah. That kid's awesome. six in doing that. Yeah, and Lunchbox used the word amassed. He may read, probably read it. A what? He didn't even know he said it. <laughs> oh. That's the thing. He was just reading it. She, that's how many tickets she got. Oh, yeah, she that's got what that I said many. in the story. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just went with it? Yeah. What does that mean? She collected games. Well, what does a mass mean? A mass, like a lot? Mm. No, no, not a like a mass. Yeah, like if you amass something, it's like what? Amass it? Mm. Amass. If it's a mass. Okay. I don't know. Never mind. It's like gathering something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amassed it. And I had just <laughs> said that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, thank you. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Okay, let's go over to Amy and get in. The Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. Why are there Pop-Tarts but no Mom-Tarts? Why are there Pop-Tarts but no Mom-Tarts? Because of the patriarchy. <laughs> boy, that's the stretchiest of all jokes oh, we've boy, ever had. Any. Get it, oh, really? really? Patriarchy, Pop-Dad. No, yeah, no, you're uh, really, it's the whole thing. You're just pastry? Cha- <laughs> yeah. Pastryarchy? Yeah. yeah, no, we, we heard. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was the morning corny. I want to go over and talk to Daniel in Tennessee. We need something to bail us out of that joke. So let's, oh, let's pivot. Uh, Daniel, you're on the air. Me and my fiance are getting married. We've been planning the wedding for seven months. And it's in Puerto Rico because that's where she's originally from. And it's been rough getting all our friends and family to go because the money. And then on top of that... Most people want to go as a vacation, not not really just a wedding. So I guess my question to you is, is it always a good idea to plan a destination wedding instead of a wedding within a close vicinity of everybody? First thing I would say is the wedding is for you. So if you want a destination wedding yeah. and you want it on an island or you want it in the middle of Mount Pine, Arkansas, it doesn't matter because the wedding is for you. So that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing is if you do plan a wedding where people have to spend money to get there, it could be travel even in the continental United States drive two states over, fly to Puerto Rico. You have to understand that some people can't do that and they don't have the money or they don't have the time and then you can't really be personally offended if they don't come because that ain't about you. It's more about what they can and can't do because if they could, they would be there. So there are a couple things you got to realize. Again, one, wedding's about you. You do what you want to do. Two, if people can't make a destination wedding, it's not because they don't love you because they don't want to be there. It's really not. It's because maybe they can't afford it. Maybe they can't get off work. Maybe they've used all their vacation. But that being said, there are going to be some people that can't come. Just period. If you have a destination wedding and you're inviting 20 people, some people aren't going to be able to come. So don't get your feelings hurt. Don't get offended. But go have that wedding there if you want to have it. That's it. There'll be some collateral damage there. Some families won't be able to come. They'll be sad. You'll be sad. But you're going to have the wedding where you want to have it. So go do it. Just know everybody can't come. And don't feel guilty. Don't feel like you have to pay for them, by the way. Don't feel like somehow you got to figure out to dig up the money to make sure they can come. Sometimes people just can't come. Maybe you have a local thing, you know, where you are, a little party for everybody to get together. Mm -hmm. They can celebrate you. That's always fine, too. But don't put any guilt on you. It's your wedding day. You should do what you want to do and how you want to do it. But some people can't come, and that'll suck. But that's showbiz, baby. (laughs) 
Well, thank you very much, man. Hey, congratulations. All right, appreciate it. All right, see you, buddy. Oh, gosh. I'm picturing him going to his fiance. If she's like, oh, no, my so and so can't come. And he'd be like, that's, that's showbiz, showbiz, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cool. oh, gosh, that's this right. is not going to go over that's well. Showbiz, baby. <laughs> it's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know, Tim McGraw is here. He sold more than 89 million records worldwide. I mean, he's that guy. He's won three Grammys, 19 ACMs, 14 CMAs. I mean, every song is good. You get it. His last five number ones, 7,500 OBU, I Call Mama, Humble and Kind, Shotgun Rider, Highway Don't Care. His most streamed songs ever, Humble and Kind. Where's Indian Outlaw? Not even on here. Not not for most streamed. I need to get to streaming today. (laughs) Here he is, Tim McGraw. The Friday Morning Conversation with Tim McGraw. You know, you know somebody when they come in and immediately start heckling you, <laughs> which, is, which is what happened. Like Tim walks in and goes, hey, everybody. Hey, Bobby, how about Arkansas, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah, no, I, I, I felt that. Hey, when I saw you teasing a playlist, mm-hmm. it was like, I'm putting out a playlist. You should pay attention to it. And I was like, well, I don't know what's about to happen here. And usually I can kind of call the shot and know what everybody's up to. Pretty novel new way to introduce the song that we've been playing today. Yeah, I mean, I I was shocked how quickly everybody got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I would have gotten it that quickly had I not known about it. So the reason, explain that to people who have no idea what happened, because well, I, I was seeing on your socials, you're like, I'm putting out a playlist, which turned into this song, but talk about that. Yeah, we put out a playlist of, of a lot of songs, of, of my songs, and the, fun, and the first word to every song sort of spelt out what our new single was going to be. But the coolest part about putting that set list together is going back and digging in some of the old albums and finding some of my favorite album cuts. To, to like listening to an old song that you did and remembering how much you liked it? Remembering how much I liked it, yeah. And then then cringing a little bit of how I sounded on it and wishing I could re-sing it probably was the, was the main, the, the worst part about it. But yeah, there's some songs. A uh, song on there, uh, I Guess You Get Used to Somebody, was always one of my favorites. I think it was off Set the Circus Down. It was always one of my favorites. So I, I don't go back and listen very often. The only time that I... Listen to to something is is when I'm getting ready to do to do a new project. I'll go back and listen to the last record that I made because, you know, you you never really finish a project. You just sort of get it in the barrel, so to speak. So, I always make mental notes of things that I wanted to do better, things I wanted to improve, sounds that I wanted to improve, certainly singing that I wanted to improve. So I'll go back and listen. And I go, oh, I remember. I wanted to do something different here, and I didn't get the chance to do it, so I'll, I'll remember that the next time I go in the studio to record. Do you when you say you listen to something, you're like, oh, because I'll. We all do that, right? If I look mm. at old or listen to old shows or old, I'm always like, oh, man, I, I don't like how I did that there. But when you hear you and you say you cringe, is it because you don't feel like you sang as well or was it because maybe it was produced weird? No, not produced weird, probably more more my singing. Yeah, just something that I didn't phrase quite the way I thought I'd phrased it. I'd go back, like if I'm singing something now, like when we're in the, before a show, when we're in the dressing room, we'll sit down and play guitars and sing old songs and stuff and, and, I'll think that I'm singing it the way I remembered singing it. Then if I go back and listen to it, I'll realize that I'm singing it completely different. Do you think you're a better singer now? I think, I hope so. Well, I don't know. I I hope so. You know, different, I guess, is is a better way to put it. I I think um, probably just my voice, hopefully my voice has matured a little bit bit over the years. Um, I, I go back and listen now and just think how much of a kid I sounded. Okay, that's fair. I would say when... Because you've been so generous to perform here many, many times. And when you sing, you still sound pure, meaning you don't sound like you're, how old are you, 48? 
50? Yeah, 48. Whatever that, you are. That's, I'm 48. <laughs> you don't that's, sound... That's a stick there. You don't sound like your voice has gotten older where other artists come in and they're like, I, I don't have it, so I got to like take and change the key. Mm-hmm. So you, it's almost like your voice has gotten better. I think you're a better singer. You're, you're as good a singer as anybody that comes in here just about. And so, like, do you think you've just gotten better by doing it or stronger by doing it? And why is this thing not falling off? Why, why is your voice still good? I, is it all the, all the curls, all the rope, all the speed ropes? Maybe, or what? maybe it's the workouts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think it's just, I just love it so much. I mean, I, it's, and it's therapy. In a lot of ways, you know, that, that's my therapy is when I get to go in the studio and sing these songs. You still like singing? I, I still like singing. I still, you know, there's nothing that beats a live audience and being on stage in front of people and performing. That's a, especially on a great night when everything's, whenever. that's one of my favorite lines in this in this song is uh, on, on nights like this, I catch a thunderbolt. That's what happens sometimes on stage. It's just, you know, so, not all nights are like that, but the nights when everything's magic are the nights that you live for. I mean, that's what keeps you going to the next night that's like that. What makes a night magic on stage? Because to us, you may have a terrible show or a great show, but we don't know the difference if we're watching for the most part. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, man, this is awesome. We're hearing all the the, the big new songs, all the, the great songs from, you know, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. We're hearing all the hits. And we're just like, that was an amazing show. But you may come off and go, God dang it, man. That was not a good show. Like, what's the difference in a good show or a Thunderbolt, like you said? You know, most of the time, it's how your ears sound. I mean, when your ears are sounding great, that's when everything's great. When you're having to, if your ears don't sound really well and you're having to push really hard with your vocal to get any tone and get any feeling or get any soul out of it, those are the nights you feel like you're struggling, you know? So it's like the mix. That's yeah. being, and sometimes it's just different. Some, and sometimes it's just different. You can have the same setup, the same everything, and every room's different. And But some nights you just have this perfect sound and the band's on, on target. You know, you're on target. The audience is there with you the whole time, and, it, and it's pretty awesome. But then, you know, you have nights. It's like, you know, I can remember one of my best basketball games. I had the flu and thought I sucked the whole game and went back and had scored a lot of points. But sometimes you hyper-focus because things aren't going right, and you have a better show than you think you had. Explain to our listeners, whenever you pull out your ear, like you sling it out, mm-hmm. you're not wearing it in. You're not actually mad at that piece of equipment. What are you doing there? Well, sometimes you're just not hearing well, and you, you're thinking maybe if you get some ambient noise in the room, you, you can hear a little bit better. And there are times that maybe you can't hear the crowd because my ears seal me off. Like if mm-hmm. we're doing, it, it, you really don't hear the crowd that much. Not that much, but we have we have crowd mics, so we can crank those up a little bit when we want a little bit more ambient. But sometimes you just take it out because you just feel good, everything sounds good, and you just want to take an ear out because it sounds good on stage as well, and you and you do want to hear the audience a little more. Back to your high school basketball career, most points you ever scored in a game? Fifty-two. No wow. way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding? That was a freak night. <laughs> <laughs> how did you score? I mean, I know how 52 comes. I know how you add numbers and get 52. But, like, were you playing a team? Well, first of all, where did you play? Were you a guard? I was a guard. Okay. Yeah, I was a guard. Were you a shooting guard? Uh, I wasn't a great outside shot, and we didn't have three points back then either. So, oh, wow. yeah. What, uh, why why that night? What, was the game plan built around you taking advantage of somebody else? 52 is an amazing No, it was just one of those nights that you were just on. Everything was falling. You know. Was the rim, did it look like that Sonic, <laughs> massive Sonic cup where it just looked gigantic and the, you couldn't miss? I, I, yeah, they snuck a woman's basketball in there for me. So <laughs> a small one? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was, uh, it was you know, just have, every now and then you have those nights. You know? What did you average the in same high thing, school? Uh, my senior year, 27. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Do you talk about that often? No, gosh, that was a long time ago. I couldn't I couldn't hit a bucket on a prayer. I'm going to tell you who you are. You're Pistol Pete. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Imagine you score, you average 27 a night with no three-point line. Mm-hmm. Pistol Pete averaged 44 at LSU with no three-point line. Uh, yeah, he was, he was incredible. 
You know, it's funny funny that you mentioned Pistol Pete. There was a while back that they were going to do a movie about Pistol Pete, and I was going to play him. No was, way. But that was a long time ago. They Let's do had, it. And, but he he was like 6'5", something like that, and I'm I'm like barely six foot on a good day. <laughs> so we'd had to put a lot of short people around. That's every Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> they can make that's it every, work. That's every, every Mission yeah. Impossible. That's what that is. You averaged over 25 points a game in high school. Were you the athlete in high school, or were you the, the singer? I was, I was an athlete. That was... My whole purpose was, was that. I was a good student, too, so I don't want to push that to the side. But, but uh, yeah, I was an athlete. I'm, and whatever sport was in season was my favorite sport. For all children out there, uh, being a good student is the way to go. Yeah, you got to yeah, be a good gotta student. Get that. Yeah. So did you play any other uh, Baseball? Baseball and football. Yeah. You, so you played football, too? I did. What position in football? Wide receiver and defensive back. And so you played both ways. Big school, small school? Small school. Okay, because yeah. I played both ways because I only had 40 people on the team. Yeah, we didn't have very many people on the team when, when – our basketball team, we were like a B school, but we were playing in quad A tournaments. So we were playing a lot of big schools when, when we were in high school. Did you, ever, did you catch many touchdowns? I caught a few touchdowns, yeah. What about baseball-wise? How good were you then? I was, I was a decent baseball player. Played shortstop. Yeah. Cannon for an arm? Uh, not much of a cannon for an arm. My, my elbow's pretty much shot. Rangy? Yeah. Were you rangy? I, I did, nothing got by me, but my first baseman saved me a lot. <laughs> on my throws. Batting average your senior year? Um, I don't know my batting average, but it was up there pretty high. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I was the leadoff hitter. I'm going to so. talk about music. I forgot about his new song. I'm ready Maybe. to just go deep into but, Tim McGraw's but, high school But athletic. I'll tell you what, I, I knew the pitchers that I couldn't hit, so I learned to bunt pretty or, good. Or, or lean in. <laughs> yeah, take, yeah, take, take the, the shot. shot yeah. Standing Room Only is a new song. We're going to play this now. And so what stood out to you the first time you heard the song? Or maybe it wasn't the first time where you're like, okay, this is one that is me. That is me. First time. First time. I mean, I'm pretty good about first time knowing whether I'm going to like a song or not. Usually the first verse, I'll, I'll know if I'm going to record a song. This one is just, you know, look, I've been lucky in my career to have some songs that, that I'm really proud of and that that have a lot to say. And this is one of those songs. Lyrically, there's not a wasted line anywhere in this song. It's just such a impeccably written song. And then the melody I love. So when you get in the studio and record, you're scared to death that you're going to go in and screw up a song, you know, Humble and Kind, for instance, I had for a year before I recorded it. Because when you hear Laurie McKenna sing with just an acoustic guitar, it just doesn't get much better than that. And so you're scared to death to go in and just mess up a great song. So this song, Standing Room Only, I wanted to go in. I had an idea of what I wanted the record to sound like, how I wanted it to come off. And every step along the way, the song just, just kept raising its head saying, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one. And when we mixed it, it just sort of jumped off the board. And it's rare to find a song that has this much lyrical content and has this much meaning and says so much, but still have this sort of high energy to it. And, it, you know, it's rare to find that combination of not quite a ballad, not quite an up-tempo, but still deep lyrically and still move. The Friday Morning Conversation with Tim McGraw. Get personal for a second? Real personal? Yeah. Super yeah. personal. Yeah. What'd you eat for breakfast this morning? Uh, Some cinnamon toast. And a cup of coffee. But real cinnamon? Like with real cinnamon? Yeah, this, but it's the kind that's pre-made that's got the swirl in it, the cinnamon swirl. So, but it's like, okay, toast. I was thinking yeah. like some kind of organic cinnamon-flavored tofu no, crumbled on it. No, I mean, I, I try to eat healthy, but I have, I have plenty of cheat days. I'm doing that Whole30 right now. You ever done that? Uh-uh. Don't. Don't. You look, you look great. No need for you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just hard. Don't put yourself through it. Yeah, it's just, it's just hard. And my, I have digestive issues and it's a whole thing. But- if you're having a cheat on, you know, this is Friday morning, can you do breakfast like that every morning? Can you just do cinnamon toast crunch? Would you ever? I, cocoa puffs. Okay, so similar. Yeah, I like, I like cocoa, cocoa puffs. puffs. Yeah, but that's usually late at night. 
Mm. That's seal. when it comes. Yeah, it's usually in the mornings. It's, it's usually a protein drink or something before workout. Regular but milk, whole milk. I, I like whole milk. Still, no, yeah. not almond, but none of that. Fruit no, fruit. I mean, I'll, I'll drink it if, if it's in the fridge, but I, I like whole milk. Are you somebody who will pour milk in a glass and drink it? I'll drink it right out of the jug. Oh, <laughs> that is disgusting. Well, it's just me and Faith in the house now, so. No, I don't care about the jug. Just drinking milk like that—that's weird. Just to drink you milk. You don't put it on ice or anything. No, it's always cold. Oh. In milk the on ice? What What's wrong with you guys? You guys are getting weirder as it goes. Watered down milk. Man. Oh, I wow. love milk. On wow, ice. wow. Hey, Eddie, what was your question for Tim? Yeah, so Tim, you've—I figure you've been everywhere, like all over the world. But what is one place that you've never been, and you want to go? Oh well, um. There's a couple of places where, a couple of places you can't go to now, but I've always wanted to see St. Petersburg just because it's supposed to be so beautiful, but it, there's no going to St. No Petersburg. Chance. No chance. <laughs> no chance yeah. right now. They'll be in your phone. They'll, they'll uh, hack no, everything oh about you. I know. We can't take anything if we go over there, but Have that's Have you been place, to Russia? I've never been to Russia, um, and I'd love to see Israel and Petra. I would, you know. Would that be cool? I'd love to see all of that stuff. You've been to China? Yeah. I've never been to China. Been to Japan, but not to China. Oh, whole different place. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> oh boy, I don't think you want to go there right now either. No, I'm good. I like. I'm staying I'm here. I'm staying in the good yeah. old USA. I'm for a good. While. I feel uh, good. Um, so another thing I had here, I saw a little stat here that said that you are the since the '90s, you're the most played artist ever on radio. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Gosh, of all. Wow. I didn't even make that up. Because sometimes I'll do that. I heard this fact. That's that you're the most. And, and it's and I talk about this because I'll, I'll be brought well, up. Well, it just shows how long I've been around. That's Well, what not just been around, but stayed consistent, consistently highly efficient and just producing hit after hit. And I'll, I'll go on some of these shows sometimes because I've worked in all formats of music, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll go like, hey, talk like who is someone in your history of working in music? or And it's always you because you've been able to perform at a high level for a long time. Uh, and I feel like you don't get lumped in with like 90s country artists because you never went away because you didn't have to go away because you just kept smashing. <laughs> well, thank you. I, you know, I'm, I've been, knock on wood, I've been. None of that's wood, by the way. So, that's like, that's like cushion. Well, that's your my, head. Okay. All right. Just make sure. Ask my wife. She'll tell you it's pretty wooden. Um, but yeah, I, it, I just feel fortunate. You know, I, I, I get, you know, great songwriters send me great songs. Um, I get to work with Byron Gallimore in the studio, who's one of the best in the world. We've worked together since the beginning of my career. Um, you know, it's, I feel very fortunate. I feel very fortunate to have the opportunity to record great songs and to still get the chance for, for people to hear them. You're also a big actor, obviously, but Amy's going through the process now where she had a little role in the HBO something. She did pretty good. And so now she's like, you know, starting to audition for stuff. What is your advice to her about that? I, she, I mean, auditioning is tough. Gosh, it's, it's, uh, it's the, the hardest thing in the world. The things that I think that I've done the best at are the things I didn't have to audition for. <laughs> but I, the best advice I ever got as an actor came from Billy Bob Thornton. We were doing Friday Night Lights, and I was scared to death because that was my first big movie. And I asked him for any advice he would give me. He says, if you, think you're, if you think you're not doing enough, you're probably still doing too much. Is it also where, because I mean, there are mics everywhere. You don't really have to project. You're just like trying to talk as a human, but also there are cameras, so it feels... Like your heart rates up. I mean, yeah, as it- soon as the camera starts rolling, man, every, your body defies you a little bit. But but you do. That's one of the things I had to learn too as an actor is not to not to try to talk to the camera that's way over there and realizing they they can hear you. They have headphones on. You got a microphone. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if like pre-filming, like you had to like do you do breathing exercises? Do you have anything you work through to just calm? No, I mean I, I I'm, I'm used to performing. Pretty, I'm pretty calm as long as I know. 
know my words. But I have to say, when you're doing a scene with Sam Elliott and you have to stare him down and sort of have a confrontation with him, that gets a little nerve-wracking because he, he can stare you down pretty good. Do you wait from, for like an affirmation from like one of those hero-type guys when you're done to hopefully – or like, cause I would be like, man, do you even like me? Am I doing a good job? Absolutely. Every time it's like, do you hate, like when you don't get anything back and they just walk off, you're like, did I suck? Did I just, <laughs> did I just ruin that scene for him? How are you feeling about LSU football next season? Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. my nephew just started at LSU. He's a freshman at LSU and he just got initiated into my fraternity. He's a pike now. So, so I'm pretty excited about LSU because he's there. I'm excited anyway about LSU, but I'm excited because he's there and Hopefully get to go to some games with him next year. Just going back to something we talked about a minute ago, and it includes acting. When they say, hey, we're thinking about doing the Pistol Pete movie. But, Jamie, Pistol Pete, you familiar? Let me give you a quick little rundown. Well, I saw you did an Instagram thing. Yeah, I did a him. whole thing about him. I'm oh, like a you? massive, massive Pistol mm-hmm. Pete fan. Oh, uh, like wow. he was Showtime before Showtime. Like he yeah. was doing things with the ball, ball handling, shooting. That yeah. people didn't do for 20 years. Yeah. Like was so far ahead of it. And, you know, then he played in the NBA. Actually, averaged over 24 points in the NBA. People don't give him credit. Yeah. They're like, oh, he was a butt. He averaged over 20. He was like you in high school in the NBA. Yeah, he no three-point line till his final year and I still know, averaged that. Still did it. And he would throw up shots from everywhere from and make them. deep. Yeah, deep shots. He was he was doing what uh, uh, Stephen Curry's doing now, shooting from way out there. So when they say we're thinking about doing this movie and you're like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Is it disappointing when they go, never mind, we're not doing it? Um. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to that. Did you start bit. practicing but, like ball handling? Yeah, stuff? I tried to try to practice my ball handling a little bit, but that was a long time ago. I'm too old for it now. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't get down the court. Once I was at a Razorback game, and they send a guy to come get me in a golf cart, and they're like, "Hey, we'll come get you," because I was going to do some stuff on the field before the game. And I, like, I have a GA young coach picks me up, drives me in. I'm like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" I hadn't met him before. We drive up, and he lets me in, and he tells me his name. I'm cool, cool. He said, hey, "I'll pick you up on the way out." I get back in on the way out, and he's talking about his mom, and she was at the game. It turned, his name was SJ. And so I was like, huh? SJ? He's like, yeah, SJ Tui. And I, so he's like one of my dear friends now, and he's like running uh, UCF, like mm-hmm. head of football operations. But that's the real-life son of from the blind side. Yes. And so I saw him post a picture of you two. He's like, I'm here with my, my fake dad, you know, at like a show. <laughs> yeah, he came to a show in Florida, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so – the blind side, the real young boy mm-hmm. is like my friend, but there was obviously an actor boy. But did you get to know the family that well at A all? little bit, yeah. It was Sean and Leanne. Like, yeah. I got to know pretty well. They were on the set quite a bit. And um, boy, Leanne, Leanne's got a big personality. She does. Uh, uh, Sandra B- Bullock nailed her. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she actually even underplayed her a bit. <laughs> do you look back at early acting like you do old music and go, Oh, I don't watch it. No. I hear you. Yeah, I don't watch it. I don't watch yours either. So no. Okay. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, the Four Christmases movie I've never seen. Oh, wow. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw That's that. That's so good. That's but... such a good movie. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, I, you I, get... You get a version with your scenes just cut out. Yeah. Like you asked. Oh, that's, what, that's what I need. I remember... Why don't you watch... Why? Well, not once. Gosh, because all I see is the mistakes. Um, I, But I did see the trailer when it first came out. I, I took... My kids were little and we went to see another Christmas movie. And then... I didn't know the trailer was going to show, and then the trailer came up, and the first thing that popped on the screen was my big old pie face. And my daughter looked at me and said, Jeez, Dad, you need to lose some weight. You're like, Jeez, daughter, you need to find an allowance because uh, that's all dried up now. Uh, Tim McGraw's here. He's got a brand-new song called Standing Room Only. We're going to come back for one more segment. In that segment, uh, Lunchbox's Crossword Puzzle, and then Uncomfortable Questions from Listeners which are always a bit uncomfortable for me to even ask, but we'll get there. Yeah, Tim McGraw, back in a second. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you... What is your theory on set lists? Like, do you start with something new because they're ready for anything, or do you go with the hit first? I try to go with a banger first to set everybody off. Yeah, there's know? like a yeah. – I've seen you a few times, and it's like a big buildup. And then you go into – let me go to – it's a, I don't know. What is it? Uh, we, well, the first one, be, over the last year, we've been doing How Bad Do You Want It? That's not the one I remember. Oh, it's Truck Yeah. Truck Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang, that was a buildup yeah, right there. That's that's always one of my favorites to open with. I felt like I need yeah. to smoke a cigarette when you were done with that song. <laughs> I don't even smoke. And I was like, dang, I just went through it right there. But a set list is the hardest thing to put together. I mean, it's a, it's 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 a – it's no easy task to sort of create a, 
a theme, not a theme, but sort of a roller coaster ride. You know, you, you got to bang a little bit and then you got to cruise a little bit, then bang a little bit, then cruise a little bit. That's why I smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> banged first. Uh, Lunchbox, what is your crossword? Po- so Lunchbox got in trouble on the show because he doesn't pay it. He doesn't know how to look. He's uncomfortable. So he doesn't look at artists while we're doing interviews. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. So he just does a crossword puzzle every single time. Yeah, I'm not sure why you're here, but thanks for coming. And, uh, <laughs> I, I'm on 55 down, and it's a bit of land surrounded by sea, and it's a four-letter word, and I can't figure it out. A bit of land. A, bit, a oh. spit of land? Spit. A bit no, of land is not surrounded right. by no. sea. Okay, so it's not an island. It's, That's too many. Oh, bit of land four. surrounded by sea. Any four other letters? Could that be no. an isle? Like an I? I-S-L-E? That, it could be an isle. Or K. Isle, how do you spell a that? Key? I-S-L-E. A key? I S L E. Like key, key, C A Y? No, no, no. Four. Four, oh, four, four letters. Four letters. Isle. Why are they always so hard? Okay, you give us one like animal that barks. Isle. That's it. That's what an isle is. There we go. Did they just shorten island? Like, what is that? Like, why don't they just call it an island? Maybe because it's. Because it wouldn't be four letters. True. That's a great call. Hey, the next thing you get to do is look up isle. Look well, I know it. It's a bit of land surrounded no, by sea. No, but why? Smaller, look up why it's called that. Okay. Fewer letters, smaller. Thanks, Tim. Now you're yeah. good to go now. All right. I, that's that's a what kind of crossword puzzle are you doing? Over USA there? Today. <laughs> now he's mad though. They're wanting to charge him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They give me one free one, and then they want like money for the rest of them. I'm like, no, I've been doing these for free, and now you want you get me with one. Then the next day, it's like, ah, you want it? You got to pay for it. That's kind of like a streaming service. Yeah, a bunch of jerks. <laughs> All right, here you go. Uncomfortable questions from listeners before we let Tim go here. These are questions listeners sent us. How much can Tim McGraw bench press? Oh, I have no idea. You don't bench press at all? I do, but I don't know how much. I don't do a, I don't do a lot of heavy weight. I hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you do, though, if you're – what's a heavy light weight do you do? Two, uh, a plate on each side, 135? Yeah, 135 probably. Yeah, pretty weak. All right, anyway, um, <laughs> so I'll probably do like one – 70 or something. Yeah, I don't do that much. Yeah. What probably. is good or what is considered high? It's for, depending on how much you like, weigh. Yeah, yeah, I mean. It's all relative, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'd be scared to throw too much weight. I'm serious. I'd scared I'd hurt, tear something. I have. Have you? Yeah, because I'm an idiot. Uh, well, I try to bench 175. I, yeah. My elbow, I've had elbow surgeries and knee surgeries and broken you, feet. When I mean, winter comes, does it hurt? Everything on me hurts so bad Everything in the winter. hurts. Yeah, when a front's coming through. Every, I mean, you can. that's when you can tell. All those football injuries and all those basketball injuries and all those injuries start f- fl- flying back at you when the, when a front's coming through. All my, these Just, fingers I broke playing high school football. As soon it's the front's not even here yet, and I'm predicting the weather. I'm mm-hmm. like Ned Permian, and Arkansas Channel Seven weather. It's like. Okay, I can tell it's about to get cold. My fingers won't bend. <laughs> that's that's just the way you should just do the weather every time. Well, my fingers are, bit, are hurting. Don't even so. need a green screen yeah, for that. Yeah. All right, question two of five. What percentage does Tim McGraw tip at dinner? Probably around thirty. Okay. Yeah. Does Tim McGraw shave his chest occasionally? Has Tim McGraw <laughs> ever signed a body part that a fan got tattooed? Uh, yes. And then finally, did you sell an island? Yes. Nice. I want to sell an island. <laughs> an aisle. Yeah. Oh, an aisle. An aisle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to have an island so I can sell it. I'm not even to having one yet. Dang, you still love the water? Is that I, still I the- do. I, I haven't been in the water in a while, but I, I, I miss it. I miss being in the water and spearfishing. I mean, that was something uh, with the warm boys. They would come down with me and we would spearfish eight hours a day. I mean, it was, it was, it was my passion for a while. So I got to get back to it. I was talking to the warm brothers. They were over at my house and we were talking about, the song that you, Urban, and Taylor did together, uh, Highway, don't, Highway care. don't Care. And they had said that you really felt you could get Taylor. but So because of that, you waited like a year. Yeah. Why? So why? I mean, 
great move because it worked out in the end. But so you had a feeling if you just waited, that would happen. Like you could get her on a. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just thought it was she was a perfect person for that song. Um, and we had never done anything together, so it was just a matter of just finding the right timing for for both of us to be able to do it. Listen, he's got a new song out, and for Keith too. I wanted. I mean, definitely she, wanted Keith on there. Her first song was Tim McGraw. Hey, but she don't know him crap. Like, I, you know I, I mean? know. I, uh, <laughs> didn't didn't get any residuals on that. <laughs> His new song is "Standing Room Only." Um, so you're going to enjoy this song for a while. We're going to watch it fly up the chart and be another monster hit, most likely. So, I mean, are we got a whole new season of McGraw music. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, gosh, finishing up the album now. You know. All the final mixes and all how many the, songs will you cut fully, and then will you cut them down, or will you only cut the ones you're going to use? I, ooh, I cut around thirty probably, and and I hate that. That's hard too, because you know I I don't, I don't take anything in unless I like it. So to to call them down to the ones that don't make the records, pretty I always leave stuff on the floor that that I love. But what do you do with those songs that are fully finished that you don't use? Will you put them in then after you die, we release them and keep making Tupac money or what? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully yeah. my kids will be able to make some money yeah, off of them. Yeah, that's what we're talking if somebody about. else doesn't cut them first. R.I.P. McGraw, the album. <laughs> and then we put out all those songs. Uh, so you're going to be playing the Final Four Fan Fest in yes. Houston with, speaking of Keith Urban, Keith Urban, Little Big Town. So uh, since Arkansas will be in the Final Four, I'll probably be there. Can I get free tickets? Yeah, come on. All right, cool. We'll <laughs> take care of you. <laughs> All right, TimMcGraw.com. He's got a bunch of festivals, upcoming shows, but mostly today it's about new music. Standing Room Only is the new song, and there he is, our friend and yours, Tim McGraw. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. All right, Tattletale time. It's our segment called Spill the Tea. Let's spill the tea. It's just somebody wanted to tell on somebody else, which also means somebody probably didn't have a lot to talk about on the show, so they just sent a note going, I'd like to tell on somebody. I feel like you guys hold these in your back pocket until you don't have any, like, prep. No, sometimes it's valid. Like when I had to talk about Lunchbox's wife coming to the sales event, that was sort of a he. Nobody else was bringing it up, and I was like, "Why is no one talking about this?" Good point. That one so, that was timely. Right. That's the last person that spilled the tea was Amy mm-hmm. because Lunchbox brought his wife to an event with no. There were no wives, no partners. There's no plus ones. It was all a business with clients, mm-hmm. like spending 45 minutes with clients, and then Lunchbox shows up. They couldn't even sit together. Well, I, they, my table there was a husband and wife. Who's that? They were the clients. They were the clients. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't the pe- stop. Okay. Are you spilling the tea today? Am I? Are you? No. no. Okay, it's not Amy. I get nervous though. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Lunchbox, are you spilling the tea today? Nah, I didn't make any tea today. Okay. Nothing brewing over here. This has got to be Eddie. Eddie, you spilling the tea today? Oh, I got tea. It's Eddie, everybody. Okay. All right, Eddie, oh, spill some tea, baby. Guys, I'll just get right to it. Lunchbox broke the soap dispenser in the bathroom. What do you mean? I was walking in the restroom and I hear a bang. Like, what's going on in there? And I open the door and in his hand, lunchbox is in there with a soap dispenser <laughs> and it's hand. off the wall, ripped off the wall. It's like you walk in and somebody's got a knife in their hand. They just finished stabbing exactly. someone. Exactly. He's like, they're like, oh. And that's how I acted. I'm like, what happened? And he just put it down and walked away. Well, it's especially weird because he doesn't use soap. Exactly. Wait a minute. There's a new wrinkle. He doesn't <laughs> wash his hands. He really doesn't. So, which made it a lot weirder. So, you broke the soap dispenser and then just threw it down and walked out? I wouldn't say I threw it down. It's sitting on the counter, just hanging out. How, well, how'd you break it? I was just looking at it. I was like, man, I, was, I don't know how sturdy this thing is. And I just but kinda... you tested the sturdiness of the soap dispenser. <laughs> yeah. Why? It just, I was like, this thing looks kind of cheap for a nice office building that we have. Looks kind of cheap. Let me see, like, if it's So real... you tried to break it. No, I just, I. He's like a toddler. I just, and it snapped right off the wall. I was like, well, that wasn't very sturdy. And then when Eddie walks in, you go. He said something, and I was like. I'm like, I didn't hear him. Just put it down, walk out. <laughs> Just ignore him. 
It's still broken. It's still off the wall. Yeah, but I mean, listen, I literally just grabbed it like this. But it's not supposed to be sturdy. You're not supposed to pull it. Why why would you even think of testing it? I don't know. You don't ever test the sturdiness of things? I guess things that I'd need to be sturdy and things that I own and that if they're not sturdy, maybe it kills me. (laughs) Like that kind of stuff. But no, I've never just seen a soap dispenser on a wall and been like, let's see how strong that is. Like it looked, I was like, man, it looks kind of weak. So I mean, I was kind of weak. Came right off the wall. So now... So what do we do, Scuba? Because we got to get it fixed because we need soap. I had to go to the kitchen sink to wash my hands. Oh, that's what we all have to do now. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> I saw that too myself a couple of days ago, and I was like, who the hell knocked off the soap thing? <laughs> and why is it not here? And I, I mean, I also think this may be like an HR issue because you're defacing company property. And Oh, here we go. HR is defacing No, but seriously, you just wanted to see if it was sturdy. Why would you I mean, why don't you turn Ray in then? He defaces property every day. His car leaks oil out in that garage. Raise your car leaking oil in the garage? Deface property. Hey, don't know why I'm getting strays, and most of the week I drive my wife's. Your car's leaking oil out there? No, it was. I mean, deface the property, HR department. That wasn't purposeful, though. He didn't go, let's see how sturdy this concrete is, or let's I, I didn't mean to rip it off the wall. Is that really, you is that really the real answer? You really were testing the sturdiness? Like, really? Because that's not yeah, what an adult, adult, per, that's that's not an adult person does. But are you all shocked by him not being an adult? <laughs> no, but I'm no, just saying, no, not really. I don't, that doesn't even pop into my head. Let's see how sturdy <laughs> this is. So I know, but I can picture weak. him walking around just like banging Slapping things. things. Yes. Well, you guys don't ever do that? Like, he like hits the, when he walks to the door, he slaps the top. <laughs> Notre kid. Dame. He like kicks things probably. <laughs> This is this makes sense. Like oh, I'm man. tracking this. Like, and we don't own the building anymore. So you've kind of like ruined somebody else's property. Are we ever moving out of this building? Have you uh, heard they keep saying the end of the year, but let's keep it real. We hey. have no idea when. And if the soap dispensers aren't strong there, tell them to watch out. <laughs> exactly. yeah. We got a guy that's gonna be testing it as soon as we get there. Yeah, quality control. Can you just fix it? You broke it. Can you just bring a screwdriver up and fix it? Well, hmm. I don't think it's going back on with a screwdriver. Like there, there are it. holes in the wall. Oh it's not going back on. I, it wasn't sturdy in the first place. We're going to need like a new dispenser, I think. What? No, it wasn't. It was sturdy because nobody had a problem with it. You should email. This is the. I don't know. My gavel is. Here's what the judge says. You need to email all, the company, and say it fell off the wall. And say I was you. I was testing the sturdiness yes, of the soap dispenser. Testing the sturdiness of the soap dispenser. Email all. Yes. And it, email it came all. off. It came off and the it, wall. It came off the wall. It failed inspection. You were yeah. inspecting there the go. sturdiness. It failed inspection. It's broken. Can we please get someone to fix it? Okay. It, send that to all because I want to. S- <laughs> we all want to see it pop in our in an email box. Okay. Okay. And let us know how that goes. And, I'm, and don't test the sturdiness of stuff anymore. <laughs> stop touching things. Yeah. Stop. Stop doing stuff just to see. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've heard. Let's go over to the phones. Elvis is calling us from Louisiana. What's up, buddy? First, I want to kind of go on a rant, and then I want some advice from y'all. Go ahead. So. Uh, last year, uh, me and my wife saved enough money to go to Vegas for our 20-year anniversary this year. And so March the 18th through the 22nd, we're going to Vegas. And so she texted me a couple of days ago, and she was like, hey, um, Adele is going to be playing in Vegas when we, when we go there. And I'm like, cool. Well, she's a big Adele fan. And I'm so I'm like, okay, well, let me go see how much the tickets are, and I'll just surprise her. Well, I go look for the tickets. And these tickets are like fifteen hundred bucks a piece. Uh, well, hold on. Let me, so let me stop you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because sometimes I do it too, where I go to a site and I go to like a, it's a secondary site, or I'm looking at secondary tickets. Are you? And I don't know the answer to this. Are you sure they're fifteen hundred a piece for like general admission, like middle of the theater, yeah. no resale? 
This is no, this is not even the middle of the theater. This is like the back of the theater. Mike, look this up, will you? Like Adele tickets? Okay, yeah, that sounds go, expensive. Go, go ahead, Elvis, listening. So I'm, you know, thinking to myself, how do does a like a hardworking guy like me just want to surprise his wife, you know, with Adele tickets, and I can't afford just one ticket, you know? And so I'm thinking to myself, like, how do I get these tickets without having to go get a second job on the weekend just to afford to get a ticket for her to go see Adele? Fifteen hundred dollars for a ticket to anything. Even to rewatch my birth somehow on a time machine, I wouldn't pay it. Yeah. As, as yeah. A, that, I just almost can't believe that's how much tickets are. I've never heard of that. And I have Mike looking up the tickets. When when and I have no connection, so this isn't going to be one of those great stories where I'm able to help somebody out because I don't I don't know about. Oh that, my, yeah. Just no a random line. random ticket. I'm on are, I'm on StubHub. Uh, yeah, yeah, but StubHub is a secondary site though. Oh. Yeah, that's a resale site. Okay, I always go there. So what you'll want to do is <laughs> is. Go to what some some ticket Ticketmaster and don't do the resale. Mike's pulling it up now. But I can't imagine anything costing that much. And you're right. $1,190. I who can go to that show? Right. Ain't, ain't nothing for an hour and a half worth two thousand bucks. Right. Um the answer is uh normal hardworking man. Catch her next time. Yeah, doesn't get to yeah, go. Just right? tell your wife, yeah. hey, hey uh, find, find her on the descent. Yeah, yeah. put on an Adele playlist when y'all are getting ready. Yeah. And go see Howie Mandel. Adele. <laughs> <laughs> go, go find Mandel. a Ford Adele. Yeah, go go find an Adele, uh, like tribute, Medell or something. Mandrel. Yeah, dude. Dude, I'm sorry to hear that. I had no idea. What are you going to do? What's your plan? For her, you know, 20 year anniversary. Going to Vegas and then the surprise are in Vegas with their Dell tickets. You know, that's what I was thinking. But well, the good thing is, the if, the tickets. yeah, if it's going to be a surprise, then you, she didn't lose anything. She didn't know it was coming. Get her a CD. Unless she heard this. And I don't know how we can block this from her. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> so what's what are you going to do, Elvis? I have no clue. I mean, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to maybe, you know, I don't know. Um, you got something here? Go try to make some some, some side money, you know. Do you know, not pay that though. Maybe. I, I found know. some for eighteen hundred. Oh, I get an OnlyFans, man. That's a good idea. Stop. What will you do, Elvis, on your yeah. OnlyFans? <laughs> uh, I know a guy that likes feet pics. Yeah, but he likes them not from dudes. I mean, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen hundred <laughs> is the cheapest ticket I see right there. Wow. How, wow. Much, how much have you built up now, Elvis? Uh, I mean, right now, probably like four or five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you can get section four hundred three row T for five thousand eight hundred each. Oh well, and for three hundred four hundred bucks, you can stand outside the venue and wave at her car. <laughs> <laughs> Might be able to meet her, or you can play the Adele slot machine. But they got those there. That's true, Elvis. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. And if I had any contacts at all, I would help you. But I don't. I don't. I have no contacts with Adele at oh. all. Sorry, dude. I did not know that was the case. Well, I appreciate the call. Good luck. I would just not even try. For, it's a surprise. And if it's going to set your family back, no way. I wouldn't even try. It's not worth it. No, totally not worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, fi- like, research other things to go do with her that will be fun. Like, Well, yeah. Does she expect to go to Adele? I don't think she was expecting, but uh, maybe she texted me thinking that the tickets were not that expensive. You know, and I guess she was kind of just hinting to me like Adele's going to be playing. Well, you and can do this. I guess she was like, I'll give you a, do this. Say, hey, I just looked up Adele tickets. They're the cheapest one I can find is one ticket for eighteen hundred bucks. Like that, that's crazy, right? And then she'll then yeah. she'll go, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. No way. I, I was thinking, add a little ha ha. I wouldn't even do ha. Let her be the one who <laughs> says, hey, we shouldn't do that. Or get a cup and stand at the door, and you can hear it through the. I don't think you can get close enough to the door. Oh, they hey, won't let you do that. What if she says, okay, 
<laughs> well, then you're in trouble, but I'm going to bet she's not going to say okay. But I would just text yeah, her back, Elvis, and say, hey, I, I looked up the Adele tickets for Vegas, and they're $1,800 a piece. Can you believe that? I'd question it like that and then let her go, oh, that's crazy. We can just let her know why you're not going instead of you not being thoughtful and thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, good idea. All right, buddy. Okay. I appreciate it, Bye. man. See you, buddy. I can't, it, honestly, in my mind, I'm like, well, if they're three or 400 bucks each, I'll just buy them the tickets. I'll just eat it. No, this is outrageous. That's crazy. Wow. I can't justify anybody paying that amount of money. Now, is she the highest or like, are people trying Probably she's the that? highest right now. Has to. And wow. that's in the very back. I know. You're not going to be able to see her. <laughs> I know. You'll be able to see her. All those theaters are small. They're awesome. small. Yeah, that's why they cost so much. Even the big theaters are still Gosh. great. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a sad yeah. one, but Aww. we did learn something. Yeah. Um, Adele's way too expensive. <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Houston, Texas. A man got out of his car and was about to close his garage when two guys come up with a gun and say, give me the keys to your car. And he puts his hands up, and before he can say anything, one guy grabs the backpack out of the front seat and runs off. And he tells the other guy, well, the keys to the car are in that backpack. <laughs> so he takes off running after his friend. He's got to get his boy. <laughs> and they ditch the backpack and never come back. Oh. So they got Funny. no backpack and no car? No backpack, no car. Nice that's awesome. Try. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. The Oscars are this weekend. I don't know anything about it. Do I even know a single movie that's up? Have I even seen a single movie that's up for the Oscars this year? I already year? told you one. All no, Quiet on the Western Front is going to win. But I haven't seen it. <laughs> and and the, just the title... <laughs> I don't care. It looks terrible. Uh, yeah, sounds, I haven't even seen it. It looks terrible. It sounds like an old book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Hollywood's biggest night, they called the Oscars a Sunday night. Well, Lunchbox is upset with the Academy. Somehow he called the... How do you call the Academy? You look up the number. What'd you Google? The Oscars. <laughs> no, I don't... Yeah, yeah, that's why I Googled. I Googled Oscars and but, found it and called. Well, what, what did you find? There's a, just a building you can call for the Oscars? I don't know if it's a building. They have to have a phone number. They're a business. Yeah, but... It would be the uh, the Academy. What is it? What is the actual business? The Academy of Motion Pictures, something. But you typed Oscars. That's the award. It's yeah. called the Oscar. Yes, and then you go down a rabbit hole and you find a number. You call and you complain. Okay, and, and what are you complaining about? Because the whale. I mean, this Brendan Fraser guy. Everybody's been talking about. It. It's the greatest comeback. The movie. It's not enough for Best Picture. How? But everybody's the media. The media doesn't. Well, anyway, I just I'm want to be- hear the clip. He called Thank somehow. He called Oscar, and this is the clip. <laughs> Thank you for calling Oscars. This is how can I help you? Yes, ma'am. I'm calling to complain because The Whale was not nominated for Best Picture. Everything I read, everything you've seen, The Whale is amazing. How did you guys not nominate it for Best Picture? I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, the Oscars. You know, the, you are Oscars, right? Oh, I... Sir, this is Oscars. Yeah, Oscars, exactly. Oscars. You said it's Oscars. Oh, hold on a exactly. Did you call and, it Oscars like a re- like something named Oscars I think and not the steak and seafood? Oh my god. Okay. Got the wrong Oscars? He said he went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't know what he was doing here. So apparently he called an Oscar steak and seafood. Oh. Go ahead. It's not in one of the ten it's not one of the ten best movies of the year. Are you guys freaking kidding me? Do you even watch <laughs> these movies? I I have not seen Oh, it, so but, uh, you, you <laughs> haven't seen it, but you didn't nominate it. So how can you, if you're going to nominate things, you need to watch every movie. Okay, so the Oscars are um, movie awards. Yes, exactly. They are movie. Restaurant. They are movie awards. Sir, exactly. So sir. you need to watch these movies. The Whale, I am so angry. Guess what? Just for that, I will be boycotting the Oscars this year. I will not be watching, so don't be shocked when the ratings are low. I got to go. You know why? Because I actually watch the movies that are up for Best Picture. I actually pay attention. You guys don't. Goodbye. You know that was a conversation of the night for her. She was like, you'll never believe this. (laughs) Someone thought we were the Academy of Motion Pictures. The other, I guess, little ironic thing there is a a single person doesn't vote. It's like, like it's. 
all of the people in the academy that are voting, hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how you get in the academy, and yeah. you're right. I have no idea how you would call the Oscars, but if I just told you, oh, I called a restaurant, you'd be like, oh, we're not going to play this stupid call. So I had to tell you. You tricked me. You like it. Wow. I said nothing about that. He said you called the Oscars. I was like, how did he call the Oscars? <laughs> yeah, went <laughs> down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Right, okay. Is um, the whale good? I've never seen Mike, it. Mike, did you like it? And did he gain a bunch of weight for that? Yeah, uh, yeah, and then he had prosthetics. I think he'll win for Best Actor, but yeah, it's a shame that movie wasn't nominated. Right, yeah. it Brandon won Fraser picture. wins for Best Actor. What a, what a comeback! Comeback. I mean, Encino yeah. Man. Yeah, dude, The Mummy. Yeah, and what? now Best Actor. George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. That's a good one too. <laughs> where has he been? Like, why is it a comeback? Like, did he? Just okay, he left, what? so he's coming back. Yeah, right. Where has he been? Uh, he got like blacklisted by Hollywood for what? He had a like he, there were some allegations he made towards some people. And then they just did not. Oh, like so it. he came out and said somebody did me wrong, and it was somebody with power. Yeah. So they Dang. blacklisted him. That'd be a great oh. comeback, then. Get Oscar on the phone. I have something to say too. <laughs> Call him back. Call him up. <laughs> Call him up. I hope you guys have a great weekend. We're back Monday. Easton Corbin will be performing in studio. We will see you then, Barbara. Bobby Bones. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.